You got food at home. And you ain't got number twenty dollars to pay day to Friday. But it don't even matter. Go ahead and pick you up something. God gonna work it out. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from my closet, because I forgot to come up with a clever response. I'm Joanne. <laughs> Listen, clever enough. <laughs> <laughs> clever enough. Joanne, what is going on, girl? I'm so excited that you asked. I bought a shark hand vacuum, and it is the best thing in my life. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> So, it is. like, what yeah. what all are you cleaning with it? Uh, just little spills. Sometimes, like, I get annoyed with, like, hair on my bathroom floors and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I'll do that. And so, yeah, little things. Oh, Not wow. Not really extremely important. And then I got um, this Arm & Hammer pet, like, powder. And so it's supposed to help like get the hair out of the carpet and everything. Oh. So I put it in there and like odors and stuff like that. So I put it there and I like vacuumed it up. And I was like, it's great. You know, so. when I buy cleaning stuff, I always buy the pet version. Or actually, I yeah. always buy the pet version of everything because it's normally better. Yeah. So, like, even, like, my lint roller, I buy the pet version. <laughs> because, like, the pet version of stuff is just usually better. <laughs> shit, shit, yeah. shit, shit, shit! What? <laughs> did you just spill? I did. It's fine. It's fine. The show will continue. <laughs> on you or the computer? Oh, on me. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> on me. Oh, I'm probably gonna cry, though. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> Please, please send cash in lieu of flowers in our time of bereavement. <laughs> yes, all of that. <laughs> also, now my closet is going to smell like <laughs> whiskey. It's fine. It's a great smell. <laughs> oh, anywho, what else you got going on, girl? Um, I've watched Elf already. <laughs> <laughs> just jump right into the season. Yep, just did. Um, my sister was in town this past weekend, and we had a lot of fun. We also started watching Squid Games. So um, I think I'm midway in the third episode now. It's so funny. When I'm watching it, I'm like, did Quentin Tarantino do this? You know how he likes blood spurts. <laughs> But I promise you it's not scary. And you know I'm very scary. And it was fine. I liked it. It's oh. just I have to read the subtitles. Which means I had to commit to actually watching the show. Oh I didn't think it was scary. I just didn't want to watch it. I just. I I was told it was like bloody. It was like gory. It was. I just didn't want to watch it. Um, yeah. I was told like the storyline would put me uh, a lot in the mind of like Hunger Games. And so I was like, I don't really want to. Yeah, it wasn't as intense as Hunger Games to me. But yeah, it's it's good. Like I said, the blood is like Tarantino kind of blood gush to the point where like I'm not even grossed out. I'm like, why are y'all so dramatic right, with this blood? Right, right. <laughs> like that's not humanly but, possible. <laughs> right.
was good. Um, otherwise, you know, trying to figure out life. So it's weird. I don't wake up early. I wake up just about the same time. But four o'clock, thanks to this um, time change, I'm like, I'm tired of working. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm like, it it was five o'clock, but girl, you still got an hour of work. <laughs> I really like. I noticed it last night while I was watching television. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I really haven't even noticed it. And I totally squandered that one hour because I woke up at three a.m., which is really two a.m. And you know, my brain was like on ten. So I couldn't go to sleep. So once again, I didn't get that extra hour of sleep. And I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, so what are you drinking tonight? This is supposed to be a relaxing drink. But um, (laughs) this is a lavender gin and tonic. Okay. Yeah. So I got a lot. When I went to my eye doctor, they have like a, I don't know if they have it in Mississippi, but they have bomb fast, which is like nice liquor and liqueurs and olive oil and vinegars like nice flavored stuff so i was like since i'm here at the eye doctor let me get some more lavender liqueur so it's it's a little bit smoother and then trying to just throw the syrup in it because you know syrup can be thick so yeah okay yeah Ooh, sounds good <laughs> So what were you drinking before it ended up on the floor? Uh, well, I'm, I'm still drinking it. I mean, I, I didn't spill everything. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what to call this. I'm going to call it a rye mule <laughs> because sticking to true fashion, I am still um, in my relationship with ginger beer and <laughs> I am drinking a uh, uh, slow and low, the rock and rye. Mm. with a little ginger beer and it is so good mm, so yeah i dropped i've dropped my bottle of slow and low <laughs> mm. so i know right so now you see my pain <laughs> yeah, I know. but i did fix my glass and there is a little bit left in the bottle i think i can make one more glass um so all is not lost but yeah i'm i'm bereaved right now <laughs> yeah I- I keep thinking of you every time I see a rum chata. I'm mm. like, I feel like I can handle my rum chata now on the podcast. <laughs> I think you can handle rum chata. Just don't do the hen chata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, so this weekend, or actually the other day, I finally sat down to watch Dune. Now, mm-hmm. Dune is um, a series that book-wise, people have been like recommending to me since I was a child because mm-hmm. I like fantasy. But Dune is more on the science fiction side, and I really don't like science fiction. So mm-hmm. I was kind of shying away from it. I was like, eh, I don't know. I am now a fan. I enjoyed it. And I was like, I've been putting off watching. I mean, it's only been out for a few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks, but I've been putting it off because it's long. It's like two hours and 35 minutes, but mm-hmm. it really didn't feel that long. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I even enjoyed Timothy Chalamet. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he typically annoys me, but I, I even enjoyed him. Like, it was really good. And I feel like 
I've, I've fallen in love with a new lore. I mentioned to a friend today, I think I'm going to have to go back and read the series so that I can understand the lore a little bit better. Because, um, mm-hmm. of course, the movie can only go into so much. The second movie has been greenlit. So I think that uh, I'm going to try to read at least the first two books of the series before they get to the second movie. So, yeah, I have a new love and that makes me happy. <laughs> Speaking of books, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've been on an audiobook kick as a late. So there's this book I was listening to called The Three Mrs. Grays. Mm-hmm. This dude got greedy and decided he wanted three wives. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew until he got shot. And- Frankie Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I tell my friend, I'm like, I would never read this book, but listening to this book is everything. <laughs> it sounds like a good dramatic time. It is a great dramatic time. Like there's so much <laughs> shit that has happened in this book. And it's a series. So she just wrote the second book in March 2022. Okay. So or 2021, I guess. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I cannot fucking wait to listen to the rest of this book. <laughs> you know, I really I have an audible subscription. They they just sent me a notification the other day like you have credits you need to use i'm i really need to start utilizing it more mm-hmm. um i said i was going to start listening to some of their original stuff but i do need to start utilizing my subscription more i used to be on like a huge octavia butler thing mm-hmm. and i was reading the wild seed series mm-hmm. listening and i think the third book just really threw me off i was like i don't these aren't even the same people. I don't know what the link is to the first two books. And that's where I stopped listening. <laughs> you know, so it's that's so, what I've been using my Audible for. It's so weird for me to be someone who loves fantasy, uh, which Octavia Butler does tend to lean towards sci-fi, but someone who mm-hmm. loves that and someone who complains about uh, not enough black um, authors in that realm. The only Octavia Butler book I've ever read is The Sower and I have it on my list to read again because I was young when I read it. So I want to mm-hmm. read it again. But I need to get more into Octavia Butler. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that could be a good use of my Audible subscription. Like that could be yeah, definitely. a good use. Um, yeah, I love Fledgling. Fledgling was the last book she wrote before she died. Mm. And then uh, I like the first Wild Seed books. I just, the third one is really hard for me. But yeah, I've been going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And she she's one of those writers where she'll just have a sentence and like put like a really quick descriptor. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you for describing this. So I understand like mm. the greater cut. And like just her writing is amazing. Mm. But. Mm. Anywho, yeah, so that's all that's been going on with me. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold now, or mm. less cold last week, so I, I think know, it's right. time to eat some soups and some breads and get all fat and sassy. And sassy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so let's move along to our current events. Now, here you go Nick Cannon doing what nobody asked him to do. Nobody. So, speaking, well, I'll tell you about Saweetie in a second. But Saweetie tweeted about hoping to have some babies. And um, she tweeted it, also shared it on Instagram. And here come Nick Cannon 
quote to you with God knows I hate when guys use emojis. They don't know how to use it. They don't. They're, just, they're super wrong. But he wrote a thinking face, a ninja, they're rolling on the floor laughing, and a man raising one hand. And we assume that he thinks that he wants to um, volunteer his tribute, but he has enough kids. <laughs> like, stay away from Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But... What I was going to say about Saliti, it reminded me because I had the Saliti meal at McDonald's. Oh. And now um, Meg the Stallion has a meal at Popeye's. And I'm like, I hate that y'all are tying these to my favorite rappers so that I'll eat your food, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I like, um, I mean, of course, I'm just being a baby about it. But, like, I live so far away from Popeye's. I mean, I really don't, but... I mean, 20 minutes is, like, a long ways to ride just to go to Popeye's. Mm. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so, I, I haven't say, tried the Sweetie Meal yet, but... I don't know. I might... Sweetie was McDonald's. Not it Sweetie. Really I meant just, to say I meant yeah. to say Meg. Yeah. Yes, but I probably will. But I also don't know where the Popeye's are. Is near me, so... <laughs> We'll figure it out. Um, this today's just a very hungry day in my life. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, so next up, I just I don't understand. <laughs> but Kentucky high school staff members got lap dances from students, and they say appropriate disciplinary action has been taken. And it was part of their homecoming week festivities. And I was just, I don't know. Like, I, first of all, a lot of times with homecoming week, I feel like people just bring out a lot of trash shit. Like, I remember when I was in school, of course, I'd go to school with a bunch of white people. It was redneck day. What am I supposed to do for redneck day? Nothing. <laughs> but... Um, they had a man pageant and costume day. They had students in underwear giving lap dances to faculty and staff. And then they had girls dressing like hooters. And I was like, where is everybody's mama? Because nobody, like, nobody said, mm, this isn't a good idea. Like, nobody? Nobody. I mean, like, ugh. And I remember... Because when I was in high school, of course I was on student council. Of course I was a part of coming up with, and being a cheerleader. So I was a part of coming up with activities for homecoming. And I remember, like, <laughs> so many of the things we would come up with, we would always have to present it to, like, the principal and stuff. And, like, he would turn down so much of what we wanted because he'd be like, no, no. <laughs> like, they didn't, they didn't have a pro, they didn't have a screening process. So they just let right. kids do what they want to do. And yeah. at no point did a grown man not think, maybe I should not let this child grind on my lap. Like, right. Mm. Yeah, I was... Even, uh, funny enough, my sister sent me a picture of this group of sorority girls. They were scantily clad, and she was like, our grad chapter advisor would never. <laughs> and I'm like... She sometimes was a little crazy, but we need these people in our lives. They're going to be like, no, 
you're not gonna do that shit. <laughs> like, and I don't understand why they didn't have that in the entire school. And the the worst part about it was like the athletics page had posted it on their Facebook page. And I'm like, why? Why did she think that was? Because I actually so when this story first came out, I saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. The pictures mm-hmm. have since come down, um, but I mm-hmm. saw the pictures when it first came out. So it was like, <sighs> not only did you not recognize this wasn't a good de- idea, but you thought it was okay to post? Like, this is, mm-hmm. this is, no, no. Mm-mm. There's a, I think it was like a Hulu series about a teacher and student relationship. I had to stop watching it because I was like, there's so many bad decisions here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why do you keep doing this? I don't watch those. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, next up. I think I want to be a condor in my next life because they Listen, seem to have this shit unlocked. There Just is saying. hope. <laughs> so, um. Oh, wait. We will talk about the condors. But. Basically, these birds, they were almost extinct, were like, fuck, man, I'm going to do it myself. And I'm like, thank you, sis. <laughs> really, that's all I had. That's all I got out of this whole conversation was they're like, forget them, we'll do it ourselves. And they started reproducing without male birds. And so what was so, like... Well, the scientist said weird, but I thought genius about it <laughs> is that these were not birds who, because yes, they were, they were in danger of going in, um, extinct, but mm-hmm. the particular females that had, um, a, that birthed, ugh, I'm getting my words all twisted up because clearly there is some slow and low rock and ride in my cup. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the two birds that did this asexual reproduction, um, they were around males, number one. So these aren't birds Mm -hmm. who weren't around males. Number two, Mm -hmm. they have had babies before with your typical sexual reproduction. So they was used to doing it, but this time they was just like, you know what? Mm." And I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Because it's like, this clearly was a choice. Like it wasn't out of necessity. It was a choice. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, there is hope for us after all. (laughs) (laughs) There is hope for us after all. I love it. They don't have expensive healthcare and capitalism where they had to like spin out the ass to like, freeze their own eggs and then do IVF and all this other shit. But I'm proud of them. <laughs> I am proud of them because, I mean, for it to be two, because going into the article, I just assumed it was two women who were just like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. But no. Mm-hmm. These were two women, which to clarify, because I also didn't realize this until reading the article, this is not something that happened recently. Mm-hmm. It's just that the scientists are just now realizing that it did happen. When mm-hmm. they go back and look at the genetic code of the birds, of the baby birds, they realize they only have the mother's coding. So they realize what happened, blah, blah, blah. But this happened a while back. And it mm-hmm. wasn't two mothers who was like, you know, well, I don't have anybody to knock me up. I'm just going to do it myself. Mm-mm. 
They were, they were like, I don't need you or your penis. <laughs> I love it. What love a life. It. What a life. <laughs> All right. So this next one, I think Chris just likes to upset me sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> these, I think they just do it for attention at this point. But um, this person reached over 7.7 million views when she... Um, Posted this video, mac and cheese, and then atop the cheese, which why she sprinkled on some raisins. Yes, and, um, we were all upset. <laughs> this person definitely did it for like she's definitely trolling because yeah she did it for yeah I mean her her I watched the TikTok and like. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, this looked like some bomb-ass mac and cheese. Like, she was doing a mm-hmm. wonderful job, and then she threw raisins in there. Then Maybe she- she's, like, mad at her husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, then she... So, and the way these TikToks always start off is she says something like, Oh, my husband said he had the best whatever, whatever. I'm going to show him that I can make it better. So there was another one of her making, um, oh Lord, <sighs> grab your pearls, her making, um, gumbo. Now let me tell you, first of all, there was no room. Mm-hmm. So there was no, that's number one. Number two, the very first thing she threw in the pot was the shrimp. And I was like, yeah, the shrimp going to be rubbery. Where are you going? Right. Where are you going? That's the last thing you put in the pot. Where are you going with this rubbery <laughs> ass shrimp? big hunks of I don't even know if it was Andouille it looked like it was just some regular smoked sausage some Hillshire Farm like where are you going with these big hunks of smoked sausage it was a mess it was a mess so I think she's just trolling at this point but it's like why do y'all insist on messing things up with raisins I don't understand yeah as a child whose mother told me that raisins were candy and yes um Yes, that's what my mama did to me. She made me believe raisins were candy. I was super excited to get that little box of raisins when I was little because I thought my mama was giving me candy. <laughs> Don't laugh, Doya. Don't laugh. <laughs> Don't laugh. Like, I didn't know any better. Like, I remember I remember Granny being really upset that I didn't know what sugar was. And I distinctly, I remember tasting my first piece of peppermint because Granny snuck me a piece of peppermint so that I would know what sugar was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway as a kid who thought raisins were candy i just want y'all to stop putting raisins in everything i am also a person who loves oatmeal raisin cookies okay i'm not the person who gets upset because yes. you know people are like oh i thought this was chocolate chip no i love oatmeal raisin cookies i love them i love them i love them please I actually prefer them uh, me too me too <laughs> but please stop putting raisins in things where raisins do not belong thank you yeah so my friend, like, I have a recipe for her cranberry loaf, but she totally put raisin. But I think I would put, like, a golden raisin. I just don't like normal raisins anymore. I just, yeah, it's a waste of calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally over raisins by themselves now. If it's in, some, if it's in something where it belongs, mm-hmm. I'm fine. But as far as eating them on their own, no, I, I can't do it anymore. Trauma. Childhood trauma. <laughs> Okay, so lastly, 
I don't know how I feel about this whole story. <laughs> I don't. So, Florida teacher of the year was arrested for hitting people who criticized the award. And at first I was like, why is she criticizing my award? But then she like broke that little girl's fucking nose. And I'm like, what is happening? But, um, so a 60 year old English teacher, Caroline Lee, um, had the teacher of the year and then student was talking about um a student challenged her new award and accused her of using the n-word in classes and um she didn't want to go to the teacher's office but the teacher stormed into her classroom and made her leave and then um she started calling her a fucking bitch and kept punching her in the face with a peel of well he she hit her with the heel of her palm and all of this stuff and i'm just like what what happened like why did you think it was okay to put your hands on another person's child especially on her fucking face it was ridiculous and the the student was just like they there was surveillance Cam- there was a surveillance camera and you could mm-hmm. see <laughs> it is funny because the officers were like you can see in the surveillance camera where the teacher was walking aggressively <laughs> <laughs> and I just had that image of a white woman walking aggressively mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and like you know she she didn't deny, you know, pulling the girl out of her classroom or whatever. She denied hitting her, but, like, the girl clearly had a bloody nose. The yeah. child clearly had been struck. And so, at the end of the day, you just got to be more careful who you give awards to. And then, and she was like, well, she did use the N-word, but she was reading, I think, Huckleberry Finn, maybe she said. Um, yeah, of mice and men. Oh, of mice and men. And, um, yeah, not an excuse Mm -hmm. because you could actually just not read that word right you can skip it you can say in i don't care you don't have to say it you didn't have to say it ma'am right i think it's weird like it's weird that she even got teacher of the year if she was that messed up but alas she's getting fired it's okay so (laughs) we're gonna move along to oh we're gonna take a break that's what we're gonna do (laughs) we're gonna move along to our break (laughs) all (laughs) righty And welcome back. And now we are just going to move right along to our someone something. Someone something. So today we're going to talk about sis who is crushing the game. Okay. So a 12 year old artist has sold almost $4 million in NFTs and recently made history as Time's first artist in residence face to face Africa reports. Nyla Hayes was just four when she started drawing. 
At nine, her parents got her a smartphone so she could begin making digital art. She started drawing people with long necks, calling them long neckies. Inspired by her favorite dinosaur, the Barontosaurus. That is so cute. Her uncle prompted her to sell her art as NFTs, a decision that completely changed her life. This past March, my uncle told my mom about NFTs. We watched YouTube to learn how to create and sell them. Soon, people were buying NFTs of my long neckies. I have made more than 960 ETH. That's digital currency. That's digital currency worth about 3.4 million. Nyla said, "That is a lot of money." Now, the preteen mm-hmm. is making history as the first artist in residence for Time Pieces, a new Web3 community initiative from Time. These artists in residence collections will continue to allow time to bring art onto the blockchain that marries the artist's signature style with a renowned time franchise. This extends time's nearly 100-year tradition of highlighting great artists and photographers of a given era while leading the brand into new innovative spaces. In this case, NFTs and Web3, the magazine explained. Non-fungible tokens, or NFTs, are assets traded using blockchain technology that cannot be replaced and are verified and stored with a certificate of authenticity. They can be pieces of digital artwork, website domains, or music, among other things. In the third quarter of 2021 alone, the NFT market made more than $10 billion in transaction volume. Woo! That's a lot of money again. Since launching Long Necky Ladies, (laughs) Nyla has inspired many individuals within the NFT community and established herself as a leader amongst the next generation of emerging artists. We are thrilled to announce her as our first artist in residence for Time Pieces and are excited to see how she applies her talent to our brand, said Keith A. Grossman, president of Time. Nyla's new collection will drop on November 17th, 2021 for holders of Time Pieces and Time Cat. So we just want to give a big shout out to Nyla Hayes and like, girl, you are doing it to be 12 years. Listen, the kids are all right. Okay. 12 years old. She's already an artist in residence. Yes, girl. Yes. So um, I'm happy for her. I am upset because when I was designing stuff, when I was 12, nobody paid for my shit. (laughs) (laughs) See, your uncle did not tell your mama how to help you monetize. (laughs) I mean, I was, because that's when I started graphic designing and I spent a lot of time, I would create these beautiful designs. All we did was like, we would have like weird competitions um, and nobody we didn't make any money like our generation is stupid (laughs) that's okay (laughs) that's okay it paved the way and these kids are doing amazing things we are super excited like to be 12 and you're an artist in residence for time magazine of all things like i am a lover of time magazine which Mm -hmm. i mean can be problematic in its own way but still i am mm-hmm. it is what it is i'm a product of the 90s it just is what it is um girl in the time magazine 
But um, I love that song so much. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I did. <laughs> but just so happy to see that, you know, young black artists paving the way um, and m- making money off of it. I feel yeah. like I need to learn more about NFTs. I feel like we need to create an NFT. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely should probably put like our first episode into an NFT or something. <laughs> definitely not the Henchata episode, but otherwise <laughs> we could do any other episode. I don't care. Yes. So, well, we'll learn. We, we can. We're we're young. We're hip. We can learn shit. We're hip with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So congratulations, Nyla. Um, I'm just saying. And the last thing about graphic design. So I saw a meme and it was like, if you used to make these dolls, it's time for eye cream. And I felt very targeted and attacked. But anyways. (laughs) What was was the meme? I'll show you. It was the kind of dolls that I made. And they were like, when I I first started graphic design, and they were like, it's time for eye cream. And I'm like, that's not. It's not oh. okay. Leave me alone. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, it's okay. <sighs> my mom doesn't age, so I just assume I won't either. It's I know okay. that's right. <laughs> Listen, I have always looked a little older than I am. Um, to me, I don't look older than I am now, but growing up, I always looked older than I am. But that was always okay with me. Because mm-hmm. my parents look super young. My parents don't look old enough to have a child my age. So mm-hmm. it's always been fine with me. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> nope. um, my mom, especially because she was a nurse. And so, like, new nurses would start. And they try to talk to her like, you know, she's like a new nurse. And she's like, child, I've been nursing your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Fall in line. <laughs> right. All right. And now it is time for tonight's Poor Life Decision. Poor Life Decision. So tonight, you know, you know how your mama always tell you, it's some spaghetti in there. Oh, we ain't got no mm-hmm. McDonald's money. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good friend who stays on me all the time about, um, you know, she has really just made me feel really bad about DoorDash, so much so that I probably haven't DoorDashed in about a month, but it's okay. So we're going to welcome back a friend of the show, LaShonda. Welcome, LaShonda. Hello, Christian. <laughs> Hello, Doyen. Now, full disclosure, I haven't DoorDashed in like five hours, but you don't get me together. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, and, and to be fair, this was Doyen's idea. Doyen was like, Shonda cooks a lot. Let's get her to come on here and tell us how to cook what we already have at home. And I don't even think Doyen knew that Shonda does this to me all the time. Like, she tells me exactly what to go buy. And it's like, and now you have a meal for a week. And I was like, you know what? That is a good idea because everybody else is probably struggling like this too. And it gets busy. Plus, we're lazy. Plus, you know, who wants to cook? And now... You know, it's getting closer to Christmas. You got to watch them coins. So, you know, we really could eat that spaghetti that's at home. <laughs> I am an official food blogger without a blog. I am the friend that everyone calls when they want a recipe, when they want to know, like, how to make two things go together. 
So it's a joy and an honor and a privilege to be here. Now, Chris will tell you, don't use the B word if you don't want me to force you to make a blog. I have, I have been on her. The, the same you have been on me. I have been on her. I keep telling her. She really is like a jack of all trades. So she really could do like the Martha Stewart thing. Because she can mm-hmm. do like repairs. She mentioned something to me about winterizing my home the other day. I bust out laughing because when or who? <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I mean, she really could. There is a space for her, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna let this be her introduction and see mm-hmm. from here it only go up. It's up and it's stuck. <laughs> okay, well, I would say today, tell us what to do with the food that we got at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like I really manage from a place of thinking about like the worst possible case scenario. Like if the worst possible thing happened, what would you have at home to prepare foods that, you know, your family will enjoy? Um, Not just from the standpoint of always trying to have something just because it's more cost efficient um, or just because, you know, it makes, you know, it makes for ease, but like I, um, just a little bit of background, originally from Mississippi, um, but raised a, a, a whole child to completion uh, um, in Houston. So I was <laughs> always kind of fighting the elements, as we know, Houston is prone to a lot of flooding um, and those types of things. So I was also always worried about like what happens if a hurricane, you know, hit Houston. Then I moved from Houston to DC and now I'm battling other elements like what happens when um, there is snow or ice on the roads. So the way I arrange my pantry is like, how can we be comfortable at home and eat good, good foods and nutritious foods if calamity will happen? Um, which, you know, sometimes it does. The worst thing that the, the worst thing that can happen is that you just have a pantry full of good food. So I make sure in my pantry that there's always um things that will tell you she hates, but you know, customize it according to your taste. Um, I, I'm a big fan of beans, any kind, um, beans, um, dried beans, especially peas so legumes like um you know chickpeas black beans green peas lima beans kidney beans black eyed peas navy beans those types of um you know uh pantry staples that won't go bad and can always create a meal um i keep a lot of grains be it lentil um corn quinoa um i fuss that about quinoa all the time <laughs> um, I, I love quinoa I love to prepare it and I, I laugh at people who struggle with, with preparing it because like it really you, it acts as rice <laughs> however you like decision we do not stand for quinoa but continue <laughs> Listen, however you cook rice you can cook quinoa if you enjoy cooking if you enjoy your rice you can enjoy your quinoa but that's a that's a hill i'm willing to die on we can circle back to that in time i've gotten i've gotten okay with it once i realized to just treat it like brown rice then i got okay mm-hmm. with it i'm just not gonna buy into your oatmeal ministry but continue but i also <laughs> like oh I, I don't think you can make jollof quinoa. Like <laughs> you can try though. Mm-mm. You can try. The ancestors will not be pleased, Doyen. <laughs> no. 
that, that, is, that is a salient point. But you know what you could probably do is you could probably add a little bit of quinoa for some extra roughage to, to your jalap. But like, hey, let's not let's not disturb the ancestors with remixing um jalap. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you have that one. Um, but then also um, I like to keep a lot of noodles um things in my pantry like. Egg noodles, because you can always throw egg noodles in soups and stews to thicken. Um, it's some spaghetti in there it, in times of calamity. <laughs> Having ample amounts of long noodles, round noodles, rotini, those types of things, you can always create a meal if you have pasta. Like literally, if you got a singular tomato or if you have uh you know a tablespoon of olive olive oil salt and pepper you can make a pasta dish that you know can be appealing um then of course like the things that you need to bake um flour sugar cornstarch baking soda baking powder um again in the vein of always of emergency preparedness water and having enough water for um, each person in your house to last a week and taking into um, into you know consideration that water may be needed or used to um, for cooking purposes so I always keep like a couple several gallons honestly of like just water in my pantry if I need it to cook if like for whatever reason we're not you know our running water isn't functioning um baking staples um i think you know we kind of touched on that like cornmeal uh white sugar brown sugar um baking soda baking powder if i haven't said that that might be redundant um oils um standard olive oil um and you know any type of your your preferential cooking oil um those are the types of things i keep in my pantry vinegar Everyone is supposed to be waking up and taking this, you know, apple cider vinegar uh, dose every morning. I can't do it. I don't like it. I take the gummy bears, but that's neither here nor there. Keeping it, <laughs> <laughs> keeping it around for, um, you know, to, to add some acidity to your food is never a bad thing. Um, lots of tomato products. So stewed tomatoes, um, you know, tomato paste, tomato sauces. And just jars of spaghetti sauce. You can always make something out of that, even if it's even if your spaghetti sauce isn't used for its intended purpose, and it ends up being a base for a soup or a stew. Um, that's not a bad place to start. You know, other things like vanilla. Um, you know, because even if you know you have small kids and you, for whatever reason, are stuck at home in the ice or snow or inclement weather, you can always throw some cookies together. Um, I have given cheat codes to Chris about how to prepare like just enough cookies just to eat at one sitting, um, which is like my new favorite thing is just cooking just enough. Um, that way. Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> it is, it, it's dangerous, but it's good because you end up only having six cookies versus your dozen and then you have, yeah. you know, two, 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 three a piece for you and your boot thing. And then you you don't know, have them the next day, you know, to, to kind of snack on. So like, you know, having those types of vanilla extracts or whatever other types of flavorings you prefer 
um, you know, crackers and crackers are versatile because like they're great with cheese and other, you know, just a set, but like crunch them up and put them on top of something. And you got like a crunchy topping for like a pasta dish. Um, I, one of my biggest cheat codes is keeping pesto (laughs) and ready-made sauces, um, in your pantry or in your refrigerator, because that can, um, again, go on any pasta dish. It can go on a flatbread. It can go on chicken. You're just like, and it's like, it's so flavorful and it's kind of the things that the components that you need to make any dish great. Um, that you may not keep, you know, individually. So it's basically cheese, garlic, you know, and basil. Um, let's see, what else? Um, potatoes, of course, for your pantry always makes it, um, um, you know, having those to be able to cook as, you know, again, thickening agents for soups, stews, French fries. Um, you know, breakfast potatoes, gosh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you, you desire, mashed potatoes are always good. Um, I, in my pantry, I always keep stocks like chicken stock, uh, seafood, veggie stocks, those types of stocks. I'm big on soups. I love soups. Christian knows that Mm -hmm. I am a soup fanatic. And then again, in the vein of like emergency foods, um, you know, like identify those things that your family will eat that probably aren't popular in times and, you know, in the better on on a good day, but like in times of calamity, um, you know, ramen noodles aren't my fave. I don't eat them, but I kept them in my pantry because Tyra would eat them. Uh, Tyra's my daughter <laughs> but you know when she was little I kept them in my pantry so if we were stuck in the house because of a storm or whatever the case may be you know she would eat those sardines canned fruit canned salmon uh applesauce uh you know me and laugh at the word weenie but beanie weenies <laughs> <laughs> I want a weenie uh, I don't want no wiener I want a weenie <laughs> beanie weenies um you know canned soups um this is a big one ladies and gentlemen keep you some shelf stable milk <laughs> go to mm. um, <laughs> go to the part of the grocery store that has shelf stable milk and be it condensed milk um which of course is super super sweet but you can some use for um for, yeah. Yeah, for dessert pet milk and just like the actual like containers of you know perma, I think it's called permalat or something like that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in times when you you know if you have small kids and a hurricane comes through having that shelf stable milk to go on top of cereal ain't the worst thing you ever thought that you needed um and so you know those are kind of my pantry staples and then I also have some free um, freezer and fridge staples as well if you guys want to get into those but I would definitely start there those things that don't spoil as easy is always um, a good place to start I would say congratulations you're now on my short list of zombie apocalypse um, survival (laughs) I tell them all the time if we ever have to shelter at home again I'm showing up at your door me and granny will be at the door with our bags and just let us in 
So, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, people were buying, like, shelf-stable foods. I'm like, I would like broccoli and cauliflower, which is super not (laughs) (laughs) shelf-stable. Beginning of sheltering at home, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start juicing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I want vegetables, and I don't want it in a can. The funny thing is, is that Christian has announced that she's going to shelter with me if ever we have to shelter again. But Mm -hmm. because of my zombie apocalypse um, perspective on life every person I know is like if we ever have to go back to sheltering in place I'm coming to your house yeah but because we did not (laughs) yeah we did not miss a beat over here like we had um everything that we needed we didn't have to like forage for foods with you know um as, as a lot of people did because I really do approach my my life like that like you know if I have to be stuck at home um you know will I have the things that I need to to be comfortable like my daughter didn't hesitate at all like the day they told her she could work from home I think she left within 24 hours of that and (laughs) I and then I ended up having a couple of people who came you know just as until they could transition to their parents home some of her friends or whatever and like we had enough food to go around several times over until you know it was important to get to a grocery store. But that is how I kind of manage, especially my my um my pantry. My pantry is made to make sure that if I need to make a a, a food to feed the multitude, I can. So mm-hmm. before I love we, you. I know, right? <laughs> So before we move into recipes, I do want you to tell us about a very important recipe. What you drinking, girl? Yeah. (laughs) I am not one of those people who makes fancy drinks. I tell you that every time I'm on this pod or just in regular conversation. (laughs) So um, I guess we'll call this a tequila sunrise in the evening because it's literally orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) um you know it's orange juice tequila and a little bit of like cherry juice maraschino cherries are floating in the bottom of it um that's all i got girl i'm not i'm not one of those bartenders that's robin's ministry one of our other friends don't you miss (laughs) the days when we would just pull up to the house and tell Robin, surprise me. Like Robin, let me tell you, Doyen, when we were all, when we were all undergrads, we would just show up and Robin would just greet us at the door with a drink in hand. We didn't know what he was gonna be waiting there with. We didn't and know. he might have on a smoking jacket and an ass because he Robin might. has always been that fucking extra. He's he's always been extra. <laughs> he's always been a gentleman of the hour, but he was gonna greet you with a drink in hand. You don't know what it's gonna be, but you know it's gonna be delicious. <laughs> and it's probably in a coupe class, or you know, like if back in our days where we were just like literally just, you know, a red solo cup was a way of life. Right. Robin was always on his stem where Steve. So <laughs> He's our uh, resident bartender, and unfortunately, yes. he moved to Dallas. But um, we uh, we salute him, and in his absence, we do the bare minimum because <laughs> it's I not need, our ministry. First of all, I need to tie him down because I am now triple vexed, and I need him to see my face because I love Robin. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got y'all do have to get together. 
um, I think we're we're all on the path of getting triple vaxxed, and so I guess like <laughs> our regular our regularly scheduled shenanigans can commence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking uh, tequila sunrise in the in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> tequila <Okay>. sunset. <laughs> tequila, tequila sunset. sunset. <laughs> that's perfect with the cherries. Okay, so. <laughs> If you can give us like um, a few quick meals from like your 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 stock list that you keep, um, I know one of the things that you gave me before was like you told me to always have like a rotisserie chicken and like I can put that on the flatbread and the pesto, some mozzarella, mm. easy quick meal. So if you can give us like a few quickies like that that we could just quick go tos. And yeah, then sure. throw so, a wrench into things. Can you make tell me like one meal to like impress people? Maybe oh, in there. for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so um, you know, kind of doubling back, you know, into like things that we that I keep on hand in my freezer. I keep, of course, like a lot of like frozen meats, um, boneless, skinless chicken breast, ground beef, ground turkey. Um, some frozen fish, um, frozen fruits for smoothies or desserts, you know, macerate some um, some frozen fruit and then they can be a good topping on cakes, pies, whatever. Um, you know, um, I can throw a brunch at a moment's notice. So I always have like bacon, sausage, bread, uh, even like a loaf of bread. Again, a zombie apocalypse, you might need to make a sandwich. <laughs> Um, I keep a lot of like veggie scraps. I don't throw away anything because I'm my mama's child. I'm from the country. I'm from Cedar Bluff, Mississippi, baby. So we (laughs) we keep our veggie scraps and those types of things. So if I don't have a stock on hand, I can make one myself. I keep chicken bones, those types of things. So I can make a stock myself and um, ham bones. I probably have a ham bone right now and I can make you a good pot of red beans. With a uh, with, with a ham bone um, in it, uh, turkey legs is my ministry. I am officially the the president of the turkey leg ministry, and um, you know, in those types of things. So, in conjunction with the things that I keep in my uh, freezer and with my refrigerator staples, like egg, milk, cheese, and bread, um, and as mentioned before, like having a rotisserie chicken and those types of quick meal fixes. You can always kind of throw some meals together. Um, like I guess, like the easiest thing would be like again pastas. Um, you got andouille sausage in your freezer. You got you know whatever type of pasta you may have. You know uh, uh, if you don't have Alfredo, you if you have milk, um, butter, and um, if you have milk, butter, and cheese, you can make one. And you can, you know, conjure up if you got rotisserie chicken, you could chop all of that up and make you a nice little uh, zesty like jerk chicken Alfredo or something, you know, some or, or a similar meal. Um, you know, onions, bell peppers, you know, I keep one of, one of the things that I really love is like the literal jerk chicken uh, the jerk paste that you can buy um mm-hmm. because you can add that like i literally will add that with anything <laughs> um to like based meats um mm-hmm. and like for sauces and stews like 
again, it's one of those things that'll have like a little bit of the things that you need if you don't have those ingredients. So if you can't find like all of the peppers it takes to make jerk chicken, you if you have that jerk paste or jerk seasoning, that'll make your your um, your recipes more robust. Um, uh, I am a big fan of flatbreads. I keep garlic naan in my freezer at all times. Um, like one of the keys, if you're in a place that has like the Trader Joe's, um, we are a big advocate of having like some of those prepared meals, like from Trader Joe's. So you never go hungry. If you got a good Trader Joe's dumpling, their garlic naan or any of their flatbreads or international foods, um yeah um so that that keeps you really agile in a pitch um because you can always chop up that chicken put a layer of pesto on top of a garlic naan put the chicken on top mozzarella um you know fresh basil if you have it uh red pepper flakes and you're off to the races to have a really good um you know a flatbread that's like you know a homemade pizza um you, or whatever else other kind of meat that or that you have if you like sausage or whatever whatever you have in the refrigerator i really don't like to throw things away so my flatbreads can get interesting um but you know soups and stews i think everything that we put you know in our aforementioned pantry list can be really good in a soup you have thickening agents that we discussed so like any type of soup that you're, that is your preference um, and then like one, uh, obviously like if you, we're a big fan of bowls. I mean, I try to, to get Krishna make like all of these different types of random bowls. <laughs> so <laughs> like, you know, a, a bowl of our aforementioned quinoa <laughs> or mm-hmm. pasta <laughs> and, um, you know, pasta layered with like, chicken whatever um, your your uh, broccoli that you discussed earlier and like flavoring it really well so if you like have a um if you have like you know a, a teriyaki or so you know you can do like all of these interesting bowls um bulgogi is like one of, is my I'm a, a fan of bulgogi um mm-hmm. so like we make a lot of those um around here I do like a sheet pan of like roasted vegetables and add like you know the the Korean barbecue on a layer of uh, rice or whatever other type of grain, and then we make that work. So um, there's always those easy meals that if you keep your pantry agile, that will be be able to um, that you know you'll always be able to make. But I guess like for your um, you know go to fancy meal. I think one of the easiest things that you can make, even though it's labor intensive in regards to the preparation, but I, what was it last week I made um, like a par- Parmesan and mushroom risotto with scallops. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy in regards to like just the, the applique, like the making of it. Is it, you know, is, is it going to take a while to make a risotto? Yeah, but like, you know, I <laughs> it makes it takes a while to incorporate the liquid into the into the um right the granules of rice, but like it's a very fulfilling and it seems like fancy, you know. So yeah. um for for your um request for like one of those meals where people seem to really enjoy it 
And, you know, it's not, not, not anything that you would cook probably with a, whatever cadence or frequency um, as often as, as you would, like, get some spaghetti in there. definitely like risottos and like those things are super customizable too like you know we're in you know um pumpkin season i saw a recipe the other day for like a pumpkin risotto i wouldn't make it but it seems like it was pretty popular amongst (laughs) like the block the you know the blogs um or whatever so um, that would probably want to, would be one of my, uh, suggestions. Do you like, what's your, tell me what's your favorite type of cuisine? Like in regards to food, you get excited to go eat X and I'll tell you, I'll, I maybe can give you a quick menu. Yes, that's it. I like food. <laughs> um, I'm like, I should have had a snack before this recording because now I'm starving I'm like she keeps talking about food and I want it all <laughs> yeah. that's why you guys invited me <laughs> yes. Yes. yes next time I'm gonna do a snack before we we record food conversations yes. so like, it's like I do a really good uh salmon um like a, a, a Asian glazed salmon mm. that people tend to enjoy I am the person that plans out um dinner parties that sometimes I never end up having but like literally <laughs> on my Pinterest board I have like um a pin a Pinterest board for like the perfect steak night. So like if you like how you go to the nice um uh, you know nice uh steakhouses and they have like these particular types of dishes like all of those types of things that I would make like at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely that person. Tyra, my daughter, had a game night the other, well, I guess on Friday. And I tried to Debo her menu. And she was like, yeah, we're just ordering pizza. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> but I have a board for this. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, Shonda does this to me every time. So the, the couple of times that I have, like, entertained, because y'all know I haven't done that much at my home because I've been mostly pandemic since I've been here, but I'm like, listen, I want something quick and easy. Robin always understands the assignment. Shonda will start talking about crepes and like (laughs) filet mignon and stuff. And Robin is like, go to the grocery store, get you some good grocery store chicken. Like he always knows me and what I'm talking about. Shonda will depo your menu. Granted, it's a good menu, but I'm just saying when you want to keep it nice and easy, and Shonda can do nice and easy, but these things excite her. So she, can, yeah. she gets those wheels turned. I love a good dinner party. I love a good dinner party. And like, you know, first of all, we talked about Robin earlier in the discussion. Robin is the fastest nigga you've ever. Can I say nigga on here? Edit it out. You heard the show. He is the fastest nigga you ever did want to meet. But he does understand. Um, you know, he understands. Like, not that it's not in wheelhouse. Can do whatever she puts her mind to. We know that it is her her willingness mm-hmm. <laughs> to execute yeah. what is in her wheelhouse. And I just like to push my friend a little bit further. You know, mm-hmm. um, let's not always go for the low-hanging fruit. Don't serve them people um, Kroger's fried chicken. We can fry this chicken ourselves and put a nice, you know, 
put put it on a, a nicely warm uh from scratch waffle and Krista was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on a serving dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, D, don't call me and say you're having a soiree. Because I am going <laughs> to give you 579 unsolicited uh, opinions about what your menu should be. <laughs> so, she didn't uh, even Robin, say soiree. She said get together and you read soiree. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we have, this is what happens. We have events, like, but even from, find you, when we were broke college students and undergrad. We would have events, and that would be like again, that would be somewhere in floral arrangements. And we were broke, like, what are we doing? <laughs> Needless to say, so we some extra, yeah. <laughs> in Mississippi, in the literal sticks, I am from like further out than Christian, but like always had the penchant for like the finer things. So yeah, now that we actually have resources, oh, we like put on your put on your 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 nice uh um you know coattails and your 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 black tie. Every event at, at the at the at at, at Saberson Johnson residence is is uh fancy. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I have strong delusions of grandeur. So I even have a small champagne wall um, <laughs> for <laughs> stuff. I had a brunch in blonde for my birthday. And so that's why I have it. So I totally get it. And I totally understand it. And I am the same with the Pinterest ministry, trying to figure out what fancy things I can do for dinner parties. So I totally Even get it. If they never come to fruition, it's just fun to like plan a party, right? Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm on Pinterest saving um one pot crock pot meals. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Yeah, so um yeah, don't do that. Unless, <laughs> unless it's like some type of, you know, uh weather emergency. And you need that one pot crock pot meal um, because you need to pull out some of your aforementioned pantry staples. Well, um, and that's kind of where we're going to move to. I wanted you to give us some good cook ahead of time meals. So we're all busy people. Um, You know, sometimes I'm just busy crying because, you know, life is hard. So we need need some good cook ahead of time meals that um, because, again, Shonda is really good at you know telling me what kind of meals to cook that's good for like freezing and thawing out for later so what kind of meals are good that we can cook ahead of time and have for later on in the week or as needed i am at a place in my life i am in full auntie mode my daughter's grown and living independent I have a great nephew who is giving us all manners of hell. I am an auntie, okay? And when I say I'm an auntie, I mean I wake up on Saturday mornings and I don't know what everybody else, you know, in their mid-40s do, but I go to the the farmer's market and I'm trying to see if they got mustard greens. Like, this is the place of of auntie them I have reached. (laughs) So I uh, am a big fan and, again, from our rearing of in, in very rural Mississippi. I'm a big fan of like fresh vegetables, but prepared to um, for a rainy day. 
So in my uh, freezer right now, you will find like corn machu, which is just corn stewed <laughs> down with tons of um, vegetable, other vegetables, onions, bell peppers, basil, um, lots of good buttery goodness. And the great thing about a machu is that you can dethaw that thing, put a piece of steak on top of it, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, that's your whole meal. <laughs> um, um, you can dethaw that machu and have it in your, um, have it as a side with Sunday dinner. You know, it's, it's basically cream corn. Um, you can use it as a, stu- as a starter for like, um, you know, chowders and stews. Um, you know, but because it already has like so many vegetables in it because you've stewed it down with onions and bell peppers and basil. So it's so flavorful. So I, I'm a big advocate of that. Um, again, I do a lot of greens because I am definitely an auntie now. So I'm at auntie age. So um, in my freezer right now, I will have, you know, bags um, listed with dates that say, you know, collard greens um, and mustard greens. And they all already prepare them like huge pots of greens. And then I'll put them in individual size bags for, you know, me and my significant other. We don't need, you know, to feed a family of six. So I'll keep, you know, keep maybe a quart size bag. And on Sunday, when it's time for Sunday dinner, I'm not making, you know, collard greens from scratch. I got a bag of, you know, prepared collard greens. Um, in my in my um, freezer already, um, so I'm a big advocate of that. Um, you know, squash casseroles or any kind of casseroles really is going to warm up well. Um, and then if you're looking for like whole meals, um, lasagna is amazing. Um, re you know frozen and rewarm uh, spaghetti actually is really good. If you have any spaghetti left over, instead of chunking it and throwing it away, do like a baked spaghetti and, you know, thaw it out and do like a baked spaghetti, lay that thing with a bunch of cheese, fresh basil, other herbs. And, you know, you got spaghetti in there, but kind of like a revisited mm-hmm. spaghetti. And it, that could serve as a side, too, because, you know, we are from Mississippi and we eat spaghetti as a side. Spaghetti is um, not a side, it's a meal. Spaghetti is the whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we can say that debate for another day. Listen, I, was about to say, I, I was about to say, I, I, I am from the South. We all know because Granny is adamant that you got to either fry you some fish or chicken to go with that spaghetti. But all I'm saying is the spaghetti is the meal. That's all I'm saying. We can move forward. But I tend to, as you always know, the people that listen to this pod are very familiar with Granny. And I am a younger version. She really is. She really is. (laughs) She is. So if you come to my house and there's a fish fry, there probably will be spaghetti. And I really do have, I thought about this a lot. And this is a pod for another day. But the reason why spaghetti and fish has sustained us through the years is a sermon I probably can preach on. If you guys are willing to open up your Bibles one day, we can we can go there. <laughs> but, um, you know, spaghetti as a side or as a main entree, um, you know, with a nice salad or whatever. You can repurpose, you know, some of that um, food that a lot of times we throw away things that we can use if you just save, you know, save it and freeze it. 
So lasagna, uh, chicken uh, spaghetti, or as they call it, uh, chicken tetrazzini is really, chicken really, really good. That's, you know, that's really good. Um, like when Tyra, when my daughter was playing lacrosse is when she was uh, in high school, she was super, super, super busy. So a lot of times on the weekends, I would make a lasagna and like, on Sunday when I'm cooking Sunday dinner and like I wouldn't necessarily serve lasagna with Sunday dinner I would make the lasagna because my kitchen was already dirty (laughs) (laughs) and I would assemble it all maybe but the top layer of cheese put it in the freezer so when we get home from like lacrosse practice and all of those other scheduled events that she had through the week I could throw that thing in the in the um, oven and put a layer of cheese on it once it thaws to a certain extent and, you know, like we would always have stuff like that in our freezer. I just I just don't believe in going hungry or always having to, to as my mama say, eat out of a bag. My mom hates. And, and the older I get, the more I become like my mom, which is why I fuss at about her, her grub hub activities <laughs> is, you know, like you can have like, you know, something seemingly fresh, somewhat fresh, even if you did make it, you know, earlier in the week foods at your disposal and like it's just more cost effective too so having a lasagna another cheat code if i am making lasagna for dinner make two like Mm -hmm. go ahead and make a second lasagna you're already you already got your your, you know your your kitchen dirty go ahead and make two have one for now one for later one goes in the freezer or just enough for like you and your significant other you and and your, you know, and your baby or your boo thing or whatever it is. And um, that way you're not always starting from from scratch and, you know, from, from the beginning. You always have those things that you enjoy that are, um, you know, good after they've been frozen and always, you know, have those in your freezer and you, you'll never go hungry. Well, I think we've gotten some really good tips. I I have already started doing better and I'm going to do even better because seriously, I have not door dashed in probably about a month and <laughs> I am going to continue to do better. Uh, Doyen, do you have any other questions um, you would like to ask before we close this out? Um, just let me know when it gets warmer where you are and I'll be <laughs> over. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'm, I go home to Mississippi and, you know, Christian and I are from, you know, uh, virtually the same place. Um, there's always good food around. And the older I get, the more I want to become those beautiful versions of our elders. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go to, to grandmother's house, you know, granny's always going to have something wonderful, you know, prepared or like, you know, able to go into her freezer and pull something out and we'll have a meal and so like the whole notion of us quote-unquote losing recipes we see that kind of trending um i think it's incumbent upon us we're at that age where we need to really start um you know preserving those things that the elders have you know graciously given us and Mm -hmm. you know our my mom was a child you know during segregate you know segregation is mississippi and if they, you know, have made sure that we always eat and eat well, we can we can pass those things down to our, our kids and grandkids as well. So, you know, yeah, it feels like I'm an old lady always preaching about putting food back for the winter or 
the zombie apocalypse, but it really is about honoring some of the traditions that were passed down to me from like my granny. My granny kept a beautiful garden. So like when I'm, you know, shucking corn on a Saturday, there's that connectiveness that I feel, you know, like I'm actually doing some of the things that I was taught. So Mm -hmm. if I can pass that on to those of you who want to know, trust me, if you call, I'm going to give you suggestions. (laughs) Or if you don't ask, I'm going to give you suggestions. (laughs) It's just who I am. You don't have to solicit my advice. I give it freely. That was beautifully put. Like that is beautifully put <laughs> about, you know, food and how it connects us through the generations. And we definitely need to start saving those recipes. Shonda, yeah. tell people, uh, here's your time to plug what you need to plug. See if you already had your vlog up and going, mm-hmm. here's where you would talk about it. But tell people where they can find you on the socials. Here's the thing, right? I don't even know because I don't really utilize them as much. I am on Twitter, but you I'm a mess on Twitter. I'm a hot, I'm a hot funky mess. Don't follow me there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do have a cookie, a very underutilized cookie page that at the urging of some folks who really want to know um, about, you know, some of my cooking shenanigans. It's called TK Chronicles at TK Chronicles on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, on IG. Um, I don't use it as often as I, I probably should. Um, content creation is forward. And what but, is, you what know, is Tyra's the, TikTok where she does the, the videos, the cooking videos? Uh, oh, let's see. It's Hopewell. Is it, something. Yeah, Hopewell? Something. Like yeah. That. We'll, we'll so, check it out. It, it's it's at it's eat at Hopewell. So E A T A T H O P E W E L L. And my daughter's a lot better with content creation than I am. So eat at Hopewell no, or but TK Chonda's, Chonda's editing of videos is really good still. Cause like I, I'm horrible with video editing. Like, so yeah, you could be doing this, but I digress. Um I just <laughs> looked up your domain name and it's there as the dollar for the first year please contact me girl we got <laughs> an extra urging listen. we can make this happen listen yes, contact if, me if, this is this is her area this is her area yeah. and she is going to i'm telling you now mm-hmm. <laughs> if the people it. want it the people can get it maybe Good. my first installment i'm going to be doing desserts for um for Thanksgiving. Um, yes. my mother in law is doing most of the um most of Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm gonna be doing desserts. So I will make a commitment to at least post the finished results of those uh cakes and pies. I will say um in my auntie journey, I'm trying to learn how to make um a pound cake. So we'll definitely be in touch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> girl, I can send you a pound cake recipe like right now. I've been trying to get to make a pound cake for the last six months very unsuccessfully very unsuccessfully i can make a pound cake by the way i'm just not gonna do it (laughs) i've been trying to get to make my pound cake correction i've been trying to get her to take my pound cake to granny's house because granny loves me and granny always tells whenever i uh, urge or encourage to do certain things, especially in the culinary space, 
Granny says, which I love, she's trying to make something out of you. <laughs> she literally, she literally tells me that, that mm-hmm. she's just trying to make something out of me. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm so, a domestic diva. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna move on to our favorite part of the show: the buy you a drink. The buy you a drink. All right, and we'll let our guests go first. Who are you buying a drink for tonight? Who or what? This is illegal because these girls are underage. It's okay. But... I, I buy underage people Shirley Temples. Okay, so we're going to buy Shirley Temples to the wonderful ladies um, at Cass Tech who have started a dynamic lacrosse program. Yeah. Um, Cass Tech is a school. Um, it's a predominantly black school in Detroit. They are one of the very few um predominantly black schools that have a lacrosse program i know a beautiful young woman who coaches for them i happen to be her mom they're getting a lot of media buzz um (laughs) surrounding their journey to bring um the game of lacrosse and all the opportunities they're in to um you know to to those from these underserved areas and these women are, these young ladies are so dynamic and they have like this, the most dedicated leadership. And if, um, for those coaches who are of age, obviously we're going to give them a drink, but we're definitely going to pass Shirley Temples all around <laughs> to the young ladies who are learning the game of lacrosse and really taking it to the next level, um, you know, just in their first season. So yes. cheers to them. Yes, cheers to them. Um, yes. Doyen, you want to go? Want me to go? Doesn't matter. I can go. Okay. I'm buying a drink for aunties. Yes. I was watching Insecure and I think Molly had a shirt that says somebody's auntie. So I went to the web, you know, you know how you do. You look for the shirts that they're wearing. And so I went to the website and uh, the lady who made that site is just so loving and pure. And I love her. She's (laughs) like, we're going to have... Uh, a nation of aunties and we're gonna rule the world and i'm like yes please let's ma- let's have an auntie nation i'm ready so buying a drink for aunties i've been one since i was seven i'm just now becoming like a real auntie but <laughs> you know like you know people who don't have the kids but still love the kids and you know feed into their lives okay um, well, tonight I'm going to buy two drinks. So, of course, I'm going to buy a drink for tonight's guest. We really appreciate Shonda for coming on tonight. I'll buy you a fancy, a fancy drink. Oh, Give me I'm- on my cash app. Give <laughs> me on my cash app. <laughs> I will buy you a Pim's cup. Have you found your Pim's yet? <laughs> Lord, no one knows the struggle I've seen. <sighs> I'm going to buy you a Pim's Cup. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing your love of food. And, you know, I think we will probably probably come up with some other food-based topics because a lot of things popped into mind as we were discussing. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, I just want to buy a drink for ginger beer. You know, I don't know why. But lately, I have really been, like, I've really been just fascinated with ginger beer i've been trying all different kinds all different brands and i don't know it's got a hold of me right now and i'm (laughs) loving it and i'm okay with it and i love it 
That's it. Ginger beer uh, is amazing. It is the official, you know, ginger beer plus Robitussin can cure anything. Um, <laughs> it goes uh, great with Jameson. <laughs> okay. I'm very committed to cock and bull. That's my favorite ginger beer. Um, sometimes I just gotta let it sit out for a bit so it doesn't choke me on the first sip. But <laughs> I I have just been in love lately, and I'll tell you, mm, ginger. You beer. know who has a good seasonal ginger beer? Well, they have ginger beer year round, but they have the big, um, the large portion ginger beer seasonally during Christmas time is Trader Joe's, and mm. it is so good. It's like the large one with the the spout. I forget what those those types of containers are called. But they have the that ginger beer season seasonally, and I love it. So I strongly recommend if you guys happen to pass by Trader Joe's, pick that up. I live very close to one, so I'm going to pass by it on purpose. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Doya, tell people how they can talk to us. Okay. Again, talk to us very carefully because it's seasonal affective disorder time and the time zone change and all of these things. Be gentle gentle with me. Right. (laughs) You can uh, hit us up on Instagram. We're poor life decision, one decision, because we're changing it one at a time. It's also the same as our Etsy page name. We are also on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, we're we're just doing our best that we can with tweeting right now. Just be gentle. Um, <laughs> and then you can always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. While you're on the interwebs, because you're always on the interwebs, go to ratemypodcast.com slash poorlifedecision and you can leave us a review and it will make us happy, but also make other really dope people like yourself be able to find us as well i think that's all i have (laughs) yes can i tell you enough how helpful those ratings are and they make me smile they make me happy check out that etsy shop it's time to get those stocking stuffers i know y'all playing um secret santa at work get your favorite car worker a might contain alcohol mug it's the cutest (laughs) gift um (laughs) Also, I just want to tell everybody that, you know, we're all doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is my Listen. that is my motto lately. It's like I am doing the best I can. <laughs> yes. Listen, I went to Chick-fil-A today and sat um outside in the sun, like just in my mm. car. And Robin texted me and he's like, why are you outside of a random Chick-fil-A? And I was like, I need sunlight. I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) Like I am doing the best I can. And that's all right. Seasonal depression usually kicks my ass. But seasonal depression and a pandemic Mm -hmm. is doubly bad. Mm -hmm. So you guys just take care of yourselves. Be, Be gentle with yourselves. Uh, listen to your body. If your body says you need some, like go to Chick Fil A and sit in your car and enjoy your chicken sandwich, and listen to poor life decisions while you're eating your chicken sandwich. What can go wrong? What can go wrong? I mean, all of those things are good. Also, <laughs> drink your water. Use your sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, Doyen, I'm going to get me some vitamin D. I keep forgetting to find some, but I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna try mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna see if it make me feel better. I got mm-hmm. I got my vitamin B stress complex because it's the best. 
but I gotta get some D. Anywho, we thank y'all for tuning in as always, and we love y'all and see you next week. Bye. Bye. We love you. Not to be dramatic, but I wanna die. This bitch got me paying over it, paying for trips, diamonds on her neck, diamonds on her wrist. And here I am all alone, all alone. I'm so cold, I'm so cold.